I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Shop Amazon for last minute gifts. Great deals for everyone on your list. Gifts for mom and gifts for dad. Even for your sister and your brother, Chad. Ah, shoot, we didn't realize we were supposed to get a gift for our dog walker guy. We almost forgot about our dentist, Dr. Kerr. We didn't expect to get a gift from her. Or our cousin, I forget his name. He got us something nice, better reciprocate. For last minute deals on gifts for people you forgot. Get past the free shipping at Amazon. Sometimes the Gossip Gay listeners just comment on my Instagrams, by the way, saying like dad or daddy, which I find very confusing because I'm not a daddy. Because you're about 12 years old. (laughs) The Gossip Gays. The Gossip Gays. This week on an extra special episode of The Gossip Gaze. Danny's had a run-in with a window cleaner. Billy's got the goss on Gaga. And we have an exclusive interview with... Davina DeCampo! Do you know what I was thinking about on my way over here, just a quick... Do you know when you were younger? Yeah. Between the ages of like 5 and 14, did you ever attend like... Quite a lot of wedding or wedding venues or where they had like a shit DJ who brought his own lights in a hall. Yeah. And, and it was like a family event. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I've not been to one of them in years, but I remember going to loads as a kid. As a kid, I think you stopped getting invited. Right, is I that what it is? I think they invite the mum and dad still, but we wouldn't go. Right. Because like, I think my mum and dad might still go to that, that things like that now and again. I'm not sure. They used to play like Wigwam Bam, gonna make you mad. Wigwam Bam. Never you, heard of that. They used to play the Macarena. Everybody used to dance. So we don't go to them anymore. Uh, but I just think we stopped being invited. Right. I think. And also, like, it's not the dumb thing anymore, that, is it? Like, imagine I'm having a. What would you do, what would you do for a bit? Would you hire a hall and put a fucking buffet on? <laughs> 
You wouldn't, no. would you? Like, no. people don't do that now, I don't think. I think right. if you have a christening or sort of maybe you get a bit of a buffy or... But no not one's like going down to a fucking community hall. Right, yeah. And I've been partying sticking there. to the floor with them. They always have minging floral carpets, didn't they? Yes. Shit tables. Woods. Why was the woods everywhere? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Bannisters just in the middle of the room, separating yeah. an area. Yeah. I know exactly Shit. what you mean. But we just do, we just don't do that. So how have you been? How have you been this week? Do you week? know what I've had? What have I had? How can I describe me week? Well, basically, you know, last week I told you the most mortifying thing happened to me. What was it again? Are you joking? <laughs> do you even listen to our show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You sent that picture. Yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't told you what happens to me this week. Right, go I'm on, on a roll. Okay. It will appear with the bad luck. Right. Yesterday, afternoon time, I'd finished having a Tommy tank. Right. I'm in my bedroom. I'm what? lying on... I'm in my bedroom. But you're in your bedroom. I'm you lying, just had a poo. I'm like... No, a Tommy tank, honey. Oh, a wank. Right. Sorry. What did you think I meant? A poo in the bedroom? <laughs> That's why I was like, whoa. <laughs> no. Let me get the story straight. I'd had a lamb shank in right. the bedroom. So I'm lying there. Do you know what? Sometimes I don't, I don't want to jump straight up. Do you know what I mean? I give myself a little breather, to tell you the truth. I don't want to get too personal here. Right. But I was lying there, right? With? With me. With, she were back down to an acorn. Right, but what about the... She was snotty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, my plan, my plan was to jump into the shower. Right. I'm lying there on the bed. Right. I'm going to get up now. I'm going to get up now. And I heard Joe, Dan, Dan, Dan. I went, what? And he went, the window cleaner's at the window. I'm lying there, half a lob on, (laughs) covered in semen. (laughs) The window cleaner's there like that. (laughs) I thought, could could he he clearly see you? Now, I think he was just really polite or he didn't see me. Right, But I'm thinking he probably sees that all the time, doesn't he? He will see it. Every third or fourth house, yeah, I think. I reckon. Yeah. Naked people or whoop, just caught someone doing something. Jeremy, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I rolled off the bed, I threw a towel around me from next to me and I just walked out the room and got in the shower. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Honest to Christ. It was, it, it, it's been one of them weeks. How has it been for you? A couple of, a couple of episodes ago, I said I was going to review Lady Dada's album. Just yeah. Like, yeah, and I forgot. Well, you didn't. It, it was more important to do cover what we covered that week, and it just Actually, wouldn't have been right. Actually, yeah. It just, yeah. We weren't going to be like Black Lives Matter, but have you listened to Lady Dada's new album? Exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, that, which, by the way, Black Lives still matter today, and tomorrow, and the next. Yeah. And personally, both of us are bl- bloody drained. We've been arguing with people so much this week. I've but been we arguing keep with this show like, this week. We need to keep the show lighthearted. People honestly need... I'm, I've just started like sending people links to stuff now. Right. This is what white privilege is. This is what systematic racism is. I've been watching things. I've been watching crazy documentaries. I watched the Epstein four-part <laughs> documentary. Honestly, I feel right. like everything that's on at the minute, I've watched a girl who got kidnapped twice. <laughs> the Epstein, Epstein, whatever he's called, documentary where he traffics loads of women and abuses them. Yeah. It is just... It's like... Just give me all, tell me now all the shit that's happening in the world. I've been researching Churchill this week. Right. I've seen all the concentration camps and quotes from him. I am, I'm, I'm ashamed that we've grown up in a country that we didn't they know haven't taught bad. us actual history. What they've taught us, they've, they've indoctrinated us. We'll need to, we, we're keeping it lighthearted. Yes. So with that in mind, how was Lady Gaga's? 
how was Lady Gaga's album review come along? Well, my first listen, I was like, right, interesting. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. It's fab, isn't it? From start to finish, I love it. It's a cohesive album. It's very dancey, very pop. It's what I love about pop music and all the pop girls. It's the artwork, the music videos. I think it could have been a full visual album if she had the time. And not COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah, because it all the first two look like they're in the same Chromatica world. So, yes. So you would say. It's got a massive theme throughout it, which is... Chromatica. What does chromatica mean? I feel like she's made this word up. She always does this, doesn't she? Art pop and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Always what conceptual, conceptual. Yes, and it is a very conceptual album. And at the minute, I want to say it's her best, her best ever album. Right, because top she, tracks. Because you've got Madonna and all the fans and everybody else say her best album is Confessions on a Dance Floor. Britney, everybody says it's blackout. I think Lady Gaga might be, people might be saying this is her best. In years to come. In years to come. Not born this way. I think that'll be second. Wow. Top tracks. I love 911. I love that it's got little interludes that flow into each song. Nice. You need to listen to it from start to finish in order. I love Sour Candy. So sweet sweet when you get a little little angry. Yeah, so sweet. Is that it? So (laughs) sweet when you get a little angry. However, when I first listened to it, I didn't know it was a girl group. I thought it was one girl in here. Right, no. Girl group. That's that's nuts. Um, I also like, what's Babylon? Is it Babylon? Right. Did you know Babylon, right? Yeah. (laughs) It also means, like, oh, go on, carry on, Babylon, talking shit, because she goes gossip, gossip, Babylon. Right. So it's got two meanings. But what is Babylon? Babylon is an ancient, like, city, like, um, right. Atlantis. Right. Sunken. But was there loads of gays there or something? Soft queer as folk, where they tank, <laughs> yeah. where they tank cruise into it, isn't Babylon. it? Babylon. Yeah, they do actually, yeah. And queer as folk, the club's called Babylon. Yeah. And cruise 101 in Manchester, because it was filmed at Cruise 101, like yeah. at Pride and stuff, they turn it back into Babylon. Yeah. With the proper lights and everything outside. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't so know why. That, I, don't I was know. thinking, is Babylon some kind of crazy gay place from the past? Right, maybe it was. We'll have to get Sam onto it one week for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, coming up um, in this show, we have got the DDC off the BBC. <sighs> we have, darling. We've brought you the... I don't know. We've brought oh, you... Yeah. Why did I turn into Cheryl Hole? <laughs> Calm the fuck down, Dan. We've brought you... Um, well, we didn't get a miscongeniality over here, but if we did... It would have been Davina Decamper. It would have been her, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would have been her. So we are bringing you our miscongeniality. From Drag Race From UK. Drag Race UK, yeah. season one. Davina Decamper. So listen, we caught up with her this week. She... we How long are we on the phone? Uh, we was on the phone for a good... Ages. Ages. <laughs> yeah, a good Hours. ages. Yeah. A good ages. Good... <laughs> good five minutes no we were on the phone for a good while so when we were going back over this what we're going to include what we're not going to include yeah we we had to be ruthless because we had a lot of gossip because we know davina from back in the day so we got the extra level of tea yeah didn't we yeah we did so anyway let's have a listen to that we are joined today as you already know uh by the gorgeous uh drag race star and star of stage and screen Stage and screen. Stage and screen. Yep. Davina DeCampo. Hello, Davina. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, I'm sat in my bedroom while I'm locked up, uh, looking out, at, and today it's sunny. Yeah, it's actually a nice day today. Where are you, are you in Manchester? 
Yeah, yeah. We're, Brilliant. Where, where in Manchester to today? We've moved to the, the Principality of Stockport. Woo! Fancy. Fancy. Um, For those that don't know, um, the three of us, weirdly, are all very connected from from Manchester's gay village. Well, it's not weird. Well, it's not weird. No, it's it's not weird. weird. It's not like we're some kind of sex club. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be weird. Although maybe we could be. (laughs) You know, there's been a few nights at Basement Sauna where, you know... It could have been. Um, but we all, we how did we all actually meet? That's what I want to know. So I know Davina from working at Keithy Manchester, which is no longer there, but that's how I met you. I was bar staff there and we just became friends from there. Yeah, but yeah. the first yeah. time I actually remember meeting Billy, I was doing a show and um, I came off the stage and I said, oh, hello, what's your name? And he said, Billy. And I said, what do you do? And he went, I work here. yeah i can remember that brilliant yeah um where do you think um your drag influences come from how how is how was davina de campo made and who's it made up of or where did you get that inspiration from um so davina is a sort of mix of loads of different things and quite a lot of it really is from uh working in stoke to be honest so i've done loads of gender you know, politics stuff, your butler and all of that stuff at university and explored yeah. a bit of it there. And then I'd done some performances in drag as well. Um, you know, either dance performances that people had been choreographing or direct pieces. I wasn't directing it, I was just performing it. Um, because, you know, if anybody asked me, I was ready, I'm going to be in it. Right. Yes, that's yeah. fine, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I'd sort of done some of that stuff at university and then... Um, so I was coming at it from more of a kind of academic and um, experimental direction, you know, because it was postmodern art really was what I was doing, you know, it's contemporary art really. Um, And so I was coming at it from that sort of side. And then (laughs) like obviously in a pub on a Friday night, people aren't that interested in listening to existential (laughs) drama. Yeah, yeah theory on gender yeah exactly <laughs> they they want a bit of britney and a yeah. bit of you know whoever so um that sort of i i came around to the sort of importance of knowing the audience as well as you know having what it is that you want to say it's about what the audience actually want to interact with as well because oh, they just don't watch um yeah yeah so that was a lot of it yeah that was a lot of it and then i'd read a lot as well about um danny larue Fine. And his his whole thing is, you know, create this image and then smash it up. Um, and a lot of what I'd been doing before that was just smashing it up before you even got the image. <laughs> 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 just looked like a car crash. <laughs> um, with, but with, do you know what? With that in mind, um, and it's something I wanted to ask you a bit later on in our chat, but it feels right now. Uh, you are, you've always been uh, very vocal on issues that really matter to you. So politics. Uh, quite recently, I've seen you, you know, really champion the Black Lives Movement. Do you think it's, do you think it's important part of drag to be political and make yeah. sure you voice your opinion? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that comes from where my sort of entryway into drag has come from, you know, that that it was a kind of, I've come from the academic side as well as the performance side, rather than just 
I'm going to be an entertainer. You know, that to me wasn't what drag was about. Drag was about a, a political statement and a fingers up to the establishment. Um, and so that's that's always been my sort of avenue in. Um, and I, I, I do feel like if you are uh, using drag and you're just an entertainer, then you're not a drag queen. You know, I don't yeah, feel right. like unless you are... Uh, being actively engaged with the world around you that you are actually being a drag queen. Because, you know, you can be any number of different things in drag. You can be a drag hostess or a drag DJ or a drag uh, dancer or, you know, so you can be all of those things. But to be a drag queen, for me, is to be all of those things all tied up into one one. Uh, sort of body and and creating your work and art and whatever it is that you're doing with all of those those things all added together um if that makes sense yeah no no that's a nice that's actually a nice way of putting it and have you always had the fire in your belly to 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 achieve more because you're no stranger to to a tv show no i mean i've tried and lost and every single one of them yeah I mean, they've got that show, The Biggest Loser, haven't they? That's the only one that I've not tried out for. (laughs) (laughs) The Gossip Gaze. Okay, so that was very interesting, wasn't it? What Davina just said. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? We have to do these links, don't we? Like, we rarely just listen, but we don't really know what part of the interview we just played. But we but know pro- it was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but producer Sam was like, just come out of the link and... Um, do review of the week. Do review of the week for and, us. <laughs> and then we'll go back. And then we'll into- just go back in and you can just do a bit of general chat and make it feel like you really, really listen to it. So that's what we're trying to do. So that's what we're doing, all right? <laughs> and we've got part two and three coming up as well. Part two and three. But first, we've got review of the week. Are you doing it this week? I'm going to do it this week. And if you haven't already, head over to our Apple podcast page. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. Nobody's leaving their accents, so I'm just not going to do the accent challenge nah, this week. Nah, you've got to. I think you should do um, really, really down south. Posh down south. Seven Oaks. <laughs> Right. Okay, let me, do, let me go into like... London, but posh London. Do you know what I mean? London, but posh London. Yeah. <laughs> London, but posh London. Try there. Right. Somewhere around there. Love these two. Always looking forward to the podcast dropping on a Friday. Such a laugh and great conversation. Covering many important topics. A must for all us days. Take care, kiss. Was that, that good? Was good? That wasn't a bad <laughs> accent challenge. That was um, from one pod, one pod, one pod, one pod, one pod for the mother's pride, one pod <laughs> for the kitchen's supplies, one, one love. <laughs> um, don't forget, guys! Please do leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts if you can't because you don't have Apple and you're on Android slag. Then you can go and do it on our Gossip Gaze Facebook page, which is at the Gossip Gaze with a Z. The gossip gaze. So as we as we said before, you're no stranger to TV, but what do you think is your favourite TV moment except Drag Race and what do you think is the worst thing you've ever done on telly? Oh my god, okay. <laughs> we don't mean when you say worst thing, you're not looking for somewhere where she slipped and fell. Do you mean like no. the worst experience? Ah! Worst experience, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh, what's my favorite thing to have done on tv i think my favorite thing 
I think my favourite thing actually was all together now. Like, it was the first time I got to uh, not be sort of stressed in a way. Yeah. You know, it wasn't about me. It was about the person on stage and um, what they delivered, you know, about um, giving a critique, but like a constructive critique. And that's, again, that's, you know, a big part of how I've always tried to work is... Uh, constructively so when other people want to get involved I try and make as many opportunities as possible for that to happen and I try and and give constructive feedback on stuff you know if I'm judging rather than just going yeah. well that was shite wasn't it um, do you think your past life teaching helped you has helped you do you think yeah I think something? so I think I, I definitely had more of a pre- propensity for just calling people shit before teaching um, I'd still call somebody shit now but I would say why they were shit right okay <laughs> you do a shit sandwich you tell them that the shoes were nice before you told them they were shit yeah exactly <laughs> so we've kind of discussed a little bit before Drag Race a bit of, bit of your past it would be it would be embarrassing of us if we don't tackle possibly possibly the best season of drag race ever oh my god i'm not gonna lie and say i was worried when i saw drag race uk i thought oh god is this gonna work is it gonna be an embarrassment is it gonna be yeah we don't know because the u because the u.s version was so highly on a pedestal and people praised it um was it a worry for you going on the show um yeah or not i mean with every single show that you ever do, there's always a chance that it's going to be absolute dog shit, isn't there? You know, that's <laughs> yeah. just the reality of of TV and anything else, you know. Which, I mean, anybody who's been on anything, you know that it's so easy for it to be uh, well-received or badly received. And, you know, some of it comes down to the edit as well, you know. And I've been super lucky with every single show that I've I've been on that they've given me a really favourable edit you know yeah they they it's very easy for for them to um manipulate what what you've done or said with just a little bit of music or you know they like it in a certain way and suddenly oh god this is gross um you know which obviously I'd like to blame the edit for the shade of my makeup but that would be a lie I was just grey. <laughs> yeah, it was all to do with the lighting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I looked dug up because they just didn't like me properly. <laughs> <laughs> On the show, we had the Frock Destroyers, which actually charted in the charts. Like, was you shook about that? Because I was. I would, like, was. That was not incredible. expected. Can you believe you had a charting single? Well, of course I can, Billy. I am incredible. <laughs> That was insane. It was absolutely bonkers. Like top yeah. ten as well. You know, I know that's better than Lisa Scott Lee managed when she said she was <gasps> oh, yes. going to quit. Do you remember, <laughs> Do you remember that? Touching oh my god, I'm electric. I love that song with Lisa same. Scott Lee. She had some real bangers, but it was just what? like on totally Scott Lee when she said, "If it doesn't hit top ten, I'm going to quit music forever." And then it got number thirteen or something, and everyone was like, "Oh, so, so close yet so far." Um, I also saw a little while back you were you were flown to Morocco with the girls. Is that right? Yeah, we were. Which actually, you know. 
this is one of the things about being kind of political as well. Um, Morocco, it's it's illegal to be gay in Morocco, and there was, wow. you know, there was that case of the guy who was um, arrested and locked up. I mean, I think he was having sex on the beach, so maybe don't do that in a country yeah. where you know it's illegal. Um, yeah. But there, you know, there were there were questions in my mind as to whether I should actually go or not because because of the the sort of state there. And then I, I you know, maybe I justified it in my own head. Um, but having things like that happen in places where it is illegal actually is is a, a political statement all of its own, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I don't know whether that's a kind of cop-out to just go and earn some money or whether that's, you know... Well, I think as well, like, being real, if any anyone else in that position, like, it's... It, I wouldn't say it was an opportunity of a lifetime because obviously with with success you do get, you know, flown here, there and everywhere. But um it's certainly something that I think not many people would turn down. Especially no. if you're getting paid to go. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And and I um, was and I have got bills to pay. Exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um so back we're gonna skip back on back to um the show here and we saw that you did Thatcher and Julia Childs and they were some of your Snatch Game characters but we wanted to know did you have any others in the bag or have you since learnt any others? Um, there was there was only Posh Spice and uh, you know like right. I said on the show after you've pointed and pouted <laughs> what are you left with not very much yeah. <laughs> um, uh. Uh, and I think I think I probably could have done that but honestly you know looking at it I I'm, I think probably Bagger would have done a better job anyway because as soon as I sat down in that chair, you know, I, even though I'd done loads of research and I'd done lots of prep, I'd done a lot more on Thatcher than I had on Julia Childs. Oh, yeah. I mean, justice for Julia, poor bitch. She, twice she's been absolutely <laughs> ruined in Snatch Game. Uh, but I, I just think I, I got in my head so much as soon... And it was literally as soon as I sat down in that chair. I was so ready for it before I went in. I was like, yeah, I've got this. I know what I'm going to do. I've got these little things. Okay, perfect. And then I sat down in that chair and I just went, oh my God, oh my God, ah! yeah. You know, I just, I lost it. Do you think it's it's easier to not get in your head now after the show? Have you, is, is it taught you anything or... Have you learned any coping strategies with not getting in your head? Well, I'd, the thing is, I'd always, I'd always been that person who just didn't really give a shit what anybody else thought, and that yeah. gives you the the ability to just not get in your head and get on and do it. Um, and I think I just like I put so much pressure on myself because it was the first series; it's the first time the rest of the world are going to see, you know, what some of the UK drag scene is like. Um, and so I was really like, it, this has got to be good. It's got to be amazing. You've got to yeah. be good. All these other people deserve you to be good so that they are not embarrassed by how shit you are. Um, <laughs> and and so I got, you know, I just put too much pressure on myself. And the reality is now, I think if I went back now, well, it's not the first series. People kind of got to know me a bit better on the show. And so yeah. there isn't that same pressure to... You know, it's not the first time they're going to meet me. So there isn't that yes. same pressure there. And you know what? I've, I've never really thought of it in that sense. And that's probably another reason why All-Star seasons do so well. Because the girls are going in with that, well, I've got my fan base. I know they love me. 
yeah. yeah, I can only go up from here, kind of thing. Uh, would you ever consider an All Stars? Is that a really silly question? Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, if they ask me, I'm going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See ya. I've booked, uh, me, I've you... booked me cases. I'm ready. <laughs> There was a there was a very exciting scene that's obviously now a meme, the red wig and a silver dress. You've got a tour coming up with Club Kids. Uh, that was a big scene from the first series. Have you and the Vivians hashed anything out? I know after the show there were some arguments. What is the situation there? Yeah, I mean, there weren't really any arguments from my side. That's the thing. You know, I at no point said anything to discredit anybody and the right person won, in my opinion. Um and I've never said anything other than that. I was asked whether I was surprised or the fan base was surprised and I answered the question, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's never been any sort of anger or or anything like that from my side. Um, and, you know, I've purposefully steered away from all of it as, as much as possible because I just don't find it useful. I don't find any of that stuff yeah. useful. How other people deal with stuff, that's not up to me to police. That's up to them. Um, so, you know, have I spoken since? Yeah, we've spoken to each other since. Um, is it a is it a big deal for the future? No, I mean, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't care. Um, yeah, and I think there's a lesson there as well, isn't there? You know, you, rightly so, you know, you've now got a big fan base and I don't think it does anyone, especially young people who are influenced by you, the good to, to get involved in feuds because... You know, other people's mental health are, are basically what's at risk here. Do you know what I mean? Even if that's just a fan who gets so, you know, behind a certain queen and then goes online and, and voices it in, well, what we've seen often, yeah, not very nice ways. Yeah. Yeah. It can be really, really vicious. And that's, you know, that's a big part of why I've really steered clear of it because I, yeah. I, I don't want to be a catalyst for that. I don't want somebody going to anybody and saying X, Y, or Z because I've said something, you know, that's just not, it's not helpful. Um, especially yeah. when, you know, all of us have been kind of catapulted into this arena where suddenly people are really scrutinising what you're doing and what you're saying. And I think there's been some really um, unfair criticisms thrown at, at people, um, which which are because they're just being scrutinised so much, you know, rather than really getting yeah. getting to know what what the intention is or you know the where people are actually coming from is it's just been an instant attack unlike jk rowling who deserves everything that she gets stupid <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 um... the gossip case listen we're doing a new segment and we need your help we want to showcase the best of the LGBT community and broadcast real stories from real people. It's going to be a brand new segment showcasing brilliant queer people with a tale to tell. So whether you're a gay nurse working the front lines, a lesbian who preaches body positivity, a trans person making a difference, or a bisexual with a fun fetish that the world needs to hear about. We're talking about real queer people with real queer stories. Think Pride of Britain, but with the emphasis on pride. Let's celebrate the very best of the queer community. So get in touch now to tell your story at thegossipgaze at gmail.com Please remember that The Gossip Gaze is spelt with a Z. That is T-H-E-G-O-S-S-I-P-G-A-Y-Z at gmail.com 
All stories will be considered. The aim of this project is to give a platform back to some of our amazing listeners that might want to bring awareness to a specific topic or feel that by sharing their story, they will be able to reach out and help others. Thank you for your time. The Gossip Gaze. Well, I was going to start off with a question because uh, we all know oh. that a lot of companies have been suffering recently. But do you know which company has increased its numbers by 22% during the pandemic? I don't know, someone like Amazon or someone who's delivering Tesco or somewhere, delivery drivers, do you know what I mean? Iceland? Uh, Iceland? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to stop you there because it's a, a car crash. It's Pornhub. <gasps> oh, of course. More people are watching porn than ever. You know, a lot of time on their hands, literally. Um, oh, but so <laughs> what I, was that, I call. Oh, sorry, was Danny saying something then? No, no, I'm laughing at Billy because you went. You've got a lot of time on the hands, and Billy looked like about a 75 year old lady, and he went, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that strong old woman energy that we all yeah. know and love for Billy." Um, so I call this one Know Your First Times, The History of Porn. Um, <gasps> oh, fab. fab. Love it. Love it. This is what I was... You know when you just think about something and you're like, when was the first time that happened? Or who was the first person to do that? And yeah. it's just... That, that's yeah, what's been like, on my mind. Like, I know something here. Like, deep throat. We get the word <gasps> oh. deep... Th- sorry, should I give a trigger warning before <laughs> I said it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the way you said it. Yeah, but you know, deep throat was the name of a film... Of, and it was this act. I hope this isn't some of your research, but there was this actress that ha- could do this trick, and no one had seen it before. Right, and she could do it, and they called it like deep throat or something. The film, and then that became the word for that maneuver. Is Imagine that if about, that Sam? was your legacy to the world. <laughs> I think it's mine. Oh, <laughs> you need to remember your mum listens to this. Hey, mommy. Oh, so- <laughs> just skip. Give us your minute, Sam. Give us your minute. Right. So, th- there's something that gets referred to as the world's first porno mag. I want you guys to try guess what year it was. Oh. 1952. Uh, off, Danny? Well before then. You think it was in the, in the 50s? I'm going to say like 1700 or something. Right. <laughs> Whenever the fucking first had paper. Right. So, when did they invent paper? <laughs> Back then. <laughs> So there's this thing that gets called the world's first porno mag, and I'm referring to the Turin Erotic Papyrus. It's a scroll. Egyptians about. Yep, it's a scroll, yeah, and it's estimated to have been painted somewhere between 1292 BC and <gasps> 1075 BC, which puts it in the Rameside period of ancient in Egypt. So wow. we're talking like. 3,000 years ago. Wow. <laughs> the 50s. No one had porn before, no one had porn before the 50s though, Bill. <laughs> so, the Turin Erotic Papyrus, it's eight foot long and two thirds of it oh. is just pictures of people fucking. <laughs> wow. If, is it you... very graphic or are they like stick men or what? I'm dying to see it. No, imagine like hieroglyphics and stuff like, not hieroglyphics, but have you ever seen those like Egyptian scrolls where they, they're painted people? So not stick yeah. men. But they are like painted figures. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Actually, and is it bit, is it arty or? <laughs> well, by our standards, yeah. By right, their standards, right. maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, 
but it's just pictures of people fucking and if you think that eight foot of these pictures sounds extra then it probably was because no similar scrolls have ever been found it's just this one scroll of people fucking that is the world's first and what did did, i presume it wasn't mass produced because these were done (laughs) by hand so what is this like some rich king had this or something well you know what interesting say that i did read that um because of the high quality of the scroll and the painting, it's thought that it was actually produced for someone who was very wealthy. It's, it's not the first case of erotic depictions, and one of the oldest goes even further. Caveman. Close. Well, possibly. Big cave clocks on the wall. It's... <laughs> you know what, Danny? You're not far off. Um <laughs> And it's, it, is, it is cave art, and it's actually here in England. It's <gasps> in Creswell It's in Crags. Billy's basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's where? It's in Creswell Crags. Um, and it's this stylized depiction that might be a vagina. Um, Ooh. The, the problem I is... I don't like the word he said, might. <laughs> what this what is else could it be? be? It could also be a cake that's been left out in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, Danny, this is exactly the problem with all of this old erotic art, is that it might be what we think it is, but it's a bit shit, so we're not 100% right. sure. Right. It's like when you watch Jason and the Argonauts and it's not believable, so you, I can't... You know when you watch old films and they've basically got, like, little toy T-Rexes on strings? Right, yeah. yeah. I can't bear it. <laughs> so I can't imagine what this poem was like, do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm 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 interested in the route you're going down because they think that if this is sort of like this stylized depiction of a vagina, they think the purpose was for like either sexual rituals or and I'm quoting for a more directly sexual purpose. And I don't know what that quote's supposed to mean, and I'm really annoyed that even people writing about sex were too frigid to say sex. But I think they're yeah, suggesting yeah. that this was a form of erotica kind of thing. Um, anyway, so you're probably wondering when modern pornography became a thing. Um, yeah. And I think, as a rule of thumb, just assume that as soon as the tech was invented, pornography yeah. followed, which is like yeah. a true That's testament to the thinking. horniness of man. Um, in the 1800s, photography was invented. Immediately it was used for porn. The motion picture was invented in 1895. Immediately it's used for porn. The only thing that ever stopped people, however, is the law because it was illegal. Um, so distributing porn was very underground and risky because you could get prosecuted. Wow. Wow. And shockingly, I didn't realise this. It was only in 1969 where the first country actually abolished censorship and therefore made pornography legal 1969 was the first time that was that's not that legal. long ago no it's that's not when my mum um, was born what was that i said that's when my mum was born coincidence i think not <laughs> 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 but that country by the way to abolish it for the first time was denmark and because it was then legal there to make porn they saw this huge boom and investment in pornography in their country people basically went over there to make porn but it was still illegal in other countries, so it had to be smuggled back into whatever country you were going to. Um, but really soon after, other countries started making it legal, and they sort of all just followed suit one after another. Um, but in countries where it was banned, 
uh, it was then sold under the counter or it was in like a secret members only cinema kind of thing where you'd have to right. go you know, see porn. Have you ever had to buy anything under the counter from a shop? No, have oh, you? Oh, I have. What? I, when I went to um, a, pr- a foreign pride event. Right. I wanted a bottle of poppers because <laughs> this man in the club had a bottle of poppers and when I say this bottle of poppers was like, it's about the size of a Siddip bang. Right. <laughs> Honest to crack. I've never seen one so big. Do you right, know what I mean? I yeah. could have opened it and the whole club would have gone, woo! Right, yeah. I was like, where's that from? Yeah. And he was like, oh, you've got to go to this shop and it's it's an underwear shop and it's like for gay stuff. And then I was like to the guy, have you got any, got any poppers? Yeah. And he went, wait there. And then when everyone left the shop, there was like a poster on the wall and he like unpicked the blue tack. Right. Opened like a swing door and there were all the bottle of poppers were behind there. Right. Hidden in the wall. So that's what you have to do with your pawn? Were poppers was, illegal in it, that country? Yeah. What country so. was it? Well, I can't say. I might not get invited back, Sam. <laughs> Fair. Now we're kind of up to speed with like modern pornography. I don't think I need to tell you that as soon as internet was invented and computers became normal, that pornography boomed again. Um, because you know don't forget that rule of thumb that once the tech is invented it gets used for porn like almost straight away but it's really difficult to estimate accurately how much the industry is worth nowadays worldwide and there are loads of studies into it and opinions are still really divided the estimates range from six to over 90 billion (gasps) dollars and it's still up for debate I think it must be up on that high end. Like, if you think about all the individuals alone that just have OnlyFans now, and yeah. the, the industry as a whole, not just pornography, but, like, if you think about sex work and everything, it must be billions. Yeah. Well, this, this is why it's so confusing and difficult to estimate, because you've got porn stars. Like, the highest-earning porn star is apparently worth $30 million. But then on top of that, you get a lot of people who are basically tricked into it or aren't getting paid do you know what i mean there's a lot of seedy stuff going on so it's actually really difficult to figure out what's making money what's what's legally making money do you know what i mean yeah Um, so that's why it's so up for debate and it is secretive because not everyone who has uh who's a cam girl for example because i did a major project on this not everyone who's a cam girl owns up to the fact that they're a cam girl or puts their earnings out there so it's really really hard to say however something you might not realize is how heavily monopolized porn is so during the last decade loads of the top porn sites and production companies were bought by the same company in canada called mindgeek and i've never heard of this company before but you do a bit of digging and they are basically the rupert murdoch of porn they own Pornhub, RedTube, YouPorn, Brazzers, Playboy TV, Digital Playground, Men.com, WhyNotBuy.com. I heard of that one before. Uh, <laughs> Reality Kings, Sean Cody, and like just so, so many more. Wow, they, they own loads. They own all of them. And some of these places are competing <laughs> with each other. You own everything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so if you've not liked this hot minute, at least one thing you can take away from it is a list of monopolized porn sites for you to try. Are you feeling lonely in lockdown? Are you dreaming of a new dazzling dildo? Yeah, that's a thing now. Or maybe you've been caught dry and need some lavish new lube. 
Well, the Gossip Gaze and CloneZoneDirect.co.uk have teamed up to bring you 10% off your next order. From underwear to toys, we got you covered. Just enter the Gossip Gaze at the checkout. And remember, it's spelt with a Z. That's the Gossip Gaze at the checkout for CloneZoneDirect.co.uk. 10% off your next order. <laughs> now listen, you're going on tour. Billy's got all the um, tour info there. Who actually the tours keeps getting pushed back just to, just due to Corona. But it's the Red Wig and the Silver Dress tour with Club Kids. What have you prepared for that? Are you excited? What's all what's when all the gossip on that? Yeah, yeah. Well, so it should be in August. Uh, but obviously, with the things the way that they are, I don't know that August is going to happen. Maybe it's going to be yeah. um, next year at some point. But it's it's going to be a sort of before and after. Uh, look so there'll be you know material and stories and songs from before Drag Race and then uh, material and stories and songs from after Drag Race as well you know because um, being queer is about reclaiming things that people use to try and hurt you Um, and that was very much something that somebody tried to use and hurt me and you know what I can own that and take the power Brilliant. Yeah. What a nice message. Are you going to be performing songs from your album on the top? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be there'll be some of those uh, in the show as well as uh, some of the older stuff that I've done. You know, because I've done loads of rewrites and stuff like that. That was one of the things that I'd kind of got a, a name for was, was doing lots of rewrites about different celebrities and stuff like that. So there'll be some of that okay. in there as well. Talking of uh, your album, what is your fave song from the album? If you don't mind sharing. Oh, I, like it changes all the say. time. Yeah, it changes all the time because I like genuinely really, really like all the tracks, but for different reasons. Um, you know, so a massive influence on me has been, you know, Jerry Halliwell, Scissor Sisters, uh, yeah, Mika, yeah. you know, people like camp. that. Just pure camp bubblegum pop. And so like Down With You, they played it in a, a club one night. I was just there and then the DJ just put down with you on and the whole place started dancing and I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know, it was amazing. Because yeah. I'm yeah. listening to this song and I'm going, I know this song, where do I know this song? This is my song! This is my song! Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> uh, that would be so be me. Yeah. Listen, listen to this This is my song. This is me. I'm singing it. Listen, it's great. Uh, you've got a new single coming out. I it's do. It's off the album. Yeah, uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so it's Gratify, which is going to be the sec- second um, single that I'll be releasing. The first one was a Drag Race song, and uh, Gratify is kind of it's a sort of play about um, how I've created work. Really, I guess you know because I've done lots of artsy stuff, which has been more kind of uh, classical, and then you know high art side of stuff and then I've done loads of stuff which is really commercial and it's the kind of conversation between those two um, which makes it sound really like oh yes it's a very cerebral piece of work but actually it's <laughs> it's just a bit of a bop <laughs> yeah right, no yeah. no we, we literally just had it on before and he was like have you listened to it and I was like I've listened to the whole thing the whole <laughs> album through and he was like do you remember which one it is and I was like don't put me on the spot and as soon as you put it on I was yeah. like oh no this is this is one of the ones I was drawn to brilliant yeah. so yeah. it is a bop actually um, are we um, going to get a music video for that one as well yeah there, there will be so the release itself is um, a four track release so you're going to get three remixes with it one of them's by Harry Hardino another one's by Tough Cub and then another by Matt Carter and Harry Hardino had the 
uh, number one remix with Cha Cha Slide. Tough Cub's been on a couple of different wow. Um, wow. releases. Some of them have been number ones as well. Um, Mike, I've done loads of work with before um, writing stuff, so he was kind of a, a go-to for me. Um, and then I was just like, oh, and these amazing people want to do this as well. Okay, great. That sounds brilliant. Um, well. And then, so that will be released on June 26th. And then the week after on the 3rd will be the re- release of the video, which features um, some Vogue dancers from Liverpool. Ooh, is it House of Suarez? It is the House of Suarez. I love, yes. I love Darren from the House of Suarez. He's a, he's a brill. Yeah, so brill. Um, I really wanted, you know, because there's a sort of, um, there's a bit of a Madonna Vogue influence anyway in the track. Um, and then definitely in the video. So, I, you know, I wanted to get some people, because I am not a voguer. That is not my shtick. It's not what I've kind <laughs> Honey, of if done. I, if I try and vogue, it looks like, honestly, it looks like I'm having an epileptic fit. People get, yeah. people get EpiPens out and start ringing 999. Yeah, I exactly. I look like a giant fish flapping my fins around. It's <laughs> like, that is not it. Like so, a bed that's flap, 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 so, uh, so, you know, I wanted it to be um, as kind of, authentic as possible and you know so there's a, a mix of different bodies and, and people in there as well which again I think is really important um, so yeah I've, I'm really excited for it I can't wait we can't wait to see it either yeah we're excited yeah we, I think it's nice being able to, we've, we've lived so long with Drag Race US and then we see that you know after the show the successes and it still all feels a little bit not out of touch um, like not relatable. So far removed. So far removed. It's it's the US queens. We don't. Yeah. But when it's when it's girls on your home turf, you re, you want you want to champion it more, and you, you want, want them the best to do well. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice to see it when it actually happens. Well, um, thanks. Before <laughs> before you go, Uncle Sam. I don't know why I'm calling him Uncle Sam. Producer Sam. <laughs> producer Sam. Okay. Yeah. Uh, producer Sam wants <laughs> us to play a game with you of snog marry. Now I call it snog marry avoid, but he's specifically written kill kill. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like we should change it to avoid <laughs> because we are going to be mentioning some of her friends here. Okay. So let's do snog marry avoid. Okay. So snog marry avoid the first one: Gothy Kendall, bag of chips, and blue hydrangea. Okay. So. Gothy Kendall, bag of chips or blue hydrangea? Well, I would, I would snog Gothy Kendall um, because Same. I mean he's just beautiful, isn't he? My he's God, cute. he's absolute yeah. stun. I'd marry. Oh, you see, this is difficult, isn't it? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I know who I'd marry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he, because there's there's different reasons. That's the thing. There's different reasons why you'd marry people, isn't there? I'd marry Bagger because she's got loads of money. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Marry Bagger. Get all she's got loads of money. Exactly. TV money. Get married. Get married. Get divorced. So uh, I'd have to avoid Blue Hydrangea mainly because you know she looks so much better than I do. <laughs> yeah. And every time I turn to her and say to her in the mirror, um, do I look all right? You know, I don't want them to say that I look ashy or, or white again. No, you look fine. Bitch. <laughs> Absolute <Yeah>. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you go out with a face like licorice black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got another three. Let's try and make this a good one. Um, we're going to keep it with season one UK queens. We're oh going to go God. something vinegar and scurdy. Okay. Um, okay. I would snog. I'd snog scurdy. 
I love Scaredy. Aww. Yeah, such an absolute sweetheart. So I snog Scaredy. Um, I, I would, I'd marry Vinegar because she's just sunshine on a plate. Like she is just yeah. pure joy. I absolutely love her to death. Um, and I would avoid something. I'm sorry, it's something. Um, should we should we should we do some US girls? Okay, we fine. we'll just do one more. So we have got Sharon Needles, Bob the Drag Queen, and Jada Essence Hall. Okay, okay. So, um, I would I'd snog Jada Essence Hall because it's hot as He's chips. So hot. My God, <laughs> yeah. so hot. Those cheekbones that you could hang your entire life off. Or <laughs> um, I would marry Bob. Um, and I also really, you know, he's really, really funny. Um, and uh, he likes to eat as well. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to get along. Um, yeah. Which means that I would avoid Sharon. But like Sharon's always been lovely to me. Always, always been super lovely. So she is I would, a nice queen. Yeah, well, yeah. So but as well, she's she's not about much in the daytime anyway. So it's easy no, exactly. to avoid her in it. Exactly, she's still in bed in the crypt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's when, in we, that when coffin, we toured with Heidi. Sharon, we were always waiting on waiting on the bus or waiting on the taxi, and she'd still be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> so cuddling a bottle of Jack. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say that, and then I thought, is this, is this being too exposing? <laughs> uh, listen, it's been a real laugh talking to you today. Um, before we go. Have you got any exclusives or anything coming up that you can tease to our beautiful Gossip Gaze listeners? Well, there is a project with a couple of other people that I'm working on. I can't tell you any more about it, but um, there are a couple of other people involved in it. Nice. Are we going to know the other people? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Fab. It's lovely. It's honestly, it's lovely to hear from you. It's lovely to speak to you. I'm really sorry we couldn't do it face to face. We've not done an interview in so long. We made a commitment to each other to only be doing interviews going forward that we know is gonna really work and really gel with our audience because our audience, our feedback was basically stop having desks on. <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't Fair. quite that, Billy. Um, but yeah, we want to make sure that it's it's right for the show. And not only are you right for the show, we just want to make sure we say a massive thank you because I know as a queen who's now very, very successful, it's nice of when successful queens bring other queens up and other queer people from their industry. So it's nice that you've not forgotten us and that you've given us a little boost. So we just want to say thank you as well. Well, thank you for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. Such a oh, such nice. a lovely chat with you both. Thanks, babe. Thank and you I so hope, much. I hope lockdown's treating you well. Yeah, not too bad. I'm I'm about three stone heavier, so yeah, good. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine what I look like then? Can you imagine what I look like? Honestly, I went out to put the bins out the other day, and the neighbour said, "Have you been stung by a bee?" <laughs> uh, listen, girl. Have a nice day. We love you loads. Love you too. Bye. Bye. So there we have it. That's the, it. The interview is done. Dusted in the bag. You've just heard it. I love that. I loved it. And as you well. know what? We made a promise to ourselves that we weren't gonna we weren't just gonna get people on for the sake of getting them on. No. We wanted to get people on that were right for the show. And, and people that we knew we'd would have a good rapport with. Yeah. Because maybe in the past we've not done that. 
Not every guest. It's hard. Some, some's hard. I mean, do you remember when we did Lauren Harry's and we went, we went, we were sat outside for an hour thinking, we've come all the way to London, we've booked a hotel, and we're not going to get this interview. Yeah, we were literally stood on the doorstep for an hour. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, it's it's nice to be nice. And you know what else I like? I like the fact that Davina's not forgetting where she's from. Yeah, she knows that, the roots. That'll go a long way. Yeah, because I think a lot of a lot of girls. I'm not going to say the girls. <clears throat> I don't want anyone to be personally offended or this look like I'm shading any of the season one girls at all. Um, I just think it's easy to get swept up by the motion of it all. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that happened to me a little bit with Britain's Got Talent. When I look back a little bit, it did definitely happen. Right. So I can only imagine it's, it can sweep people up who've got this level of yeah. fame and, and gay fame and whatever you want to call it, more so. And often when people do, they, they forget about the girls that that have helped them get there. And I like that Davina is building up local voices. She's I love that she's saying she's using the House of Suarez in a music video. Yeah. I think a lot of girls and a lot of people can look up to someone like that and really take note. And I re- and I admire her for it. So yeah, great guest. Cheers, Bill. What? I I was just pausing then. Oh right, dramatic <laughs> pause, sorry. <laughs> can I pause? Am I allowed to pause? All right. <laughs> Um, I, I've read your mind, actually. I knew why you paused. Why? Go on, mention what you're going to mention. I think, yeah. if they haven't already, hit our socials, because we might have some extra content coming up very, very soon. Yeah, we're definitely planning some really cool, different, original content on other other media platforms. But it's the Gossip Gays. But branded Gossip Gays. We're expanding. Yes. Not just our waistlines, honey. We are expanding. So... It's is it doc- expanding or expanded? Expanded? We're letting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the gossip case. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. United Kingdom, 12 points. Finally, 12 points to the United Kingdom. 12 points go to the United Kingdom. Apologies for interrupting your podcast, but we wanted to tell you about our show that we think you might enjoy. We're Robin James, the hosts of the Euroclip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast. Join us every week as we build up to this year's contest in Malmö in Sweden. We'll be chatting to the artists, the fans and the people behind the world's biggest TV spectacular. And here's a taste of what you can expect. If the BBC rang you, Petra, to come and host a, a show, would you do it? In a heartbeat. I mean, our ambition is to win and for it to be another watershed moment for Eurovision for the UK. 
Queen Lorene, Eurovision winner. Did you ever think you would be back here again? I get goosebumps. No way. Just search the Euro Trip wherever you listen to podcasts.